0: Away yep. move,
1: time warp again.
2: Welcome to Screen Review Time Warp. I'm Tyson. And I'm Andrew. And I'm Zach. And here is where we talk about the past, present, and future of all things TV and movies. So for anyone who is new to this, the way we structure it is we uh We go into the past and we look at something that we have seen recently or rewatched. And uh, we talk about that. We then take a dive into the present and into a new release that is currently screening. And we'll talk about that. And then we'll look to the future, maybe a trailer or some news that we have discovered. And we'll have a chat about that and see what we are excited about, or maybe less excited about. So without further ado, we're gonna start with the past. And I'll kick things off. Uh, I want to talk about the much loved and cult favorite scott pilgrim versus the world the world very good film yeah it is fantastic um one thing i didn't realize though as i was doing a bit more research about it it was um written and directed by edgar wright yes mm.
0: see i did know this i oh. did know
2: that as well oh see i did not and uh for anyone who's listening he is famous for he directed and wrote Shaun of the dead hot fuzz world's end and most recently baby driver
0: yes i did see this baby driver it's phenomenal. fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah, I actually, the music um, score, the whole the whole way through the movie, I'm just like... Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Just bopping your head. Oh, yeah, man. Like The Wonderful. score from start to finish. Yeah. Every song you listen to is like, I know this one. I like this one. It's
3: mm. good. Yeah. It's hip.
2: Because you've seen it as well, haven't you, Zach? I have. It is extremely sensory. I'd ex- describe it as a sensory experience. Mm. Yes. Good. Extremely I, good. I unfortunately haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Um, But the other thing I didn't realize is that he wrote... Uh, all those ones I just said, he wrote Tintin as well. I knew about
0: Tintin. And he
2: also wrote um, part of the screenplay for Ant-Man.
0: Get out.
3: He did. Well, he actually was slated to direct Ant-Man. Really? He was, he was in talks with Marvel to direct it and he wrote a full script. Um, But he left with three weeks left, um, three weeks going to prepare, to production yep he left because of creative differences didn't uh, didn't he already film a little bit of ant-man look he could have um and he cast all the people in the roles but yeah. um he left the creative differences and they i think peyton reed is his name who directed the film yeah him Got and it. his writing partner i think came in and made some tweaks to edgar wright's script yeah and um because
0: the tone of that movie i think was meant to be a little bit more darker mm. than what it was and yeah. like that little posse that ant-man has yeah that was meant to be a posse of like 12
2: yeah okay you see know? i when i read that he wrote that i i instantly was like that makes so much sense why ant-man is such a funny. fun and unique see i movie. watched it yeah two
0: nights ago again
2: yeah and i was like
0: this is just it holds up it's yeah. still yeah. funny yeah. it's you good know?
2: but anyway enough of, enough back, about ant-man back to Scott Pilgrim. Um, <laughs> scott pilgrim versus the world um I remember this as it was kind of coming out it was being previewed mm. and it I think I went
0: with you to see this. Yeah, I
2: think we did. Yeah. It had uh, Michael Serra as the as the lead and it had um uh who was the the oh who was the love interest? What was her name again? Um, Mary
3: Elizabeth w- Weinstead? Weinstead, Yes, I think yep. so.
2: There you go. All right. Um yes, I think you're right. Uh, and had some other wonderful it had, yeah, um, Mary Miss- Elizabeth I think Weinstead.
0: it had Mr. Captain America in it as well it did Chris yes Adams. it did actually. and the 2004 Superman
3: yes it
2: did Brendan Routh yes it did he was one of the evil exes yeah yes. I just can't remember when that Superman
0: yeah. came out that awful Superman done by Brian Singer
2: oh gosh what was he thinking yeah well, uh, yeah, it's, it's Scott Pilgrim versus the World combines a lot of pop culture references, lots of video game references, oh, which is why hardcore. I was like right up my alley. I just thought this was so good. Very creative. I think great use of um, what I'm going to describe as over-the-top CGI. Over-the-top. As in, top. As in yes. not, not it was excessive, but it was like you had a shot yeah. and they kind of pasted elements on top of it. So mm. things like the the one-up mushroom where he's like, I'm getting an extra life. Yeah. And then yeah. like the P bar where it just like slowly drops down as he's like emptying his bladder and all yeah. those kind of things that you just kind of like paste on top of it. Yeah. So, very yeah.
3: stylistic. Yes.
2: Yeah. Very much so. I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. He's obviously got to battle the, um, the seven evil exes of <laughs> the girl that he's interested in. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's the kind of plot that is directly out of a comic book because funnily enough, it is, Directly out of a comic book. Yeah,
0: I didn't know that going in to see it. I went in blind, not knowing a single thing. Yeah. I loved it. It was so good. So unique.
3: Yeah. So funny. So quirky. Mm,
2: Very much so. So, yeah, I loved that. I thought it was very, very funny. Lots of great references to um, different elements, like Seinfeld, Mm. that scene where he comes out and he's acting like Kramer. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Even the start um the how the universal theme is in eight bit, yeah, and so is the logo as well, yeah. that yeah. kind of sets the tone from the start.
2: can I say actually one thing, I am kind of over the fact that so many games, especially are like, oh, we're retro because we do an eight bit, but yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the World captures that element beautifully without kind of just pandering to it, yeah yeah, Don't okay. you think? yeah. yeah
0: it took you into that gaming mode of like, I need that. Extra life. Yeah. You know, like, you felt like you were actually playing
3: yeah. the movie, you know?
2: Yeah, very much so. One thing I actually really enjoyed about it was the editing. Yes. I yes. think the, all, the, the whoever quick, all Edgar um, Wright
3: films are just spectacular
0: yeah. when it comes to
2: editing. Yeah, yeah very much so. And I did just,
0: love all the quick arounds and the, you know, whoo, looking over there. Whoo, yes. Looking over yeah, there. That's you know, it. Was, and it was fast-paced and it was quick, but mm. you didn't feel like you were disjointed from it.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just, and then, like, the cuts from, like, day to night and yeah. just...
0: Actually, yeah. you know, when you All think about seamless. it, Edgar Wright does that for every single oh, movie he does. Every yeah, movie sure. Shaun of the Dead, Baby yeah. Driver, everything. Just like quick pan to the left, quick pan to the right, yeah. look back at
3: the actor. Or oh, yeah, it's, it's like good. a wipe of some kind, whether yeah. it's a car or a person. Yeah. It just wipes and it's a new scene. It's So yeah. seamless.
2: Yep. Jonathan Amos and uh, Paul Mackliss, the editors on, the, ah. on that one. And uh, mm. good job to them. That, that was fantastic. Mm. Um, so, yeah, if anyone is interested in a good, fun, upbeat, fast-paced kind of, quirky and, and taking quirky. you
0: back to your roots of like gaming yeah. yeah you know where where you started as a kid that's where it takes you to yeah mm. and like, oh i remember that i yeah. need that extra mushroom life yeah. exactly <laughs> and
3: marcus sarah is if you like his kind of brand of comedy which yeah. is very Mind you, he's not done much more since he hasn't no that mm. really but very yeah. awkward quirky humor yeah. Yeah. i feel like he, he does it so really yeah like like it's basically him and super bad but he's just uh yeah.
2: yeah oh see i think it's um It's kind of like... See, my big thing for Michael Cera is him in um, Arrested Development. Yes, Yes, George Michael. Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) I love that series. He plays every role
3: very similarly is what I meant to say. Yeah, he he very much does. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Actually, have you seen that SNL skit where it's um, being quirky with Zoe Deschanel and he's in there as well? (laughs) He's just like, oh, I'm I'm Michael Cera.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh.
2: Brilliant. All right.
0: uh, What else did we watch? I... Deeped, dived back down into the Marvel universe again, but on Netflix for Daredevil season two. Mm. And as we all know, we all sit there and go, "The Punisher, the Punisher, the Punisher." The Punisher made his appearance in this season, and it was the best. Dare say, I say, the most best rendition of the Punisher. Mm. There's been uh, what? I will agree with you on about that one. Three movies. There was the I old one so. with uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah,
3: that was like in the 90s. Which was terrible. And then
0: there was that other one with John Travolta where he was the bad guy. John Travolta. Oh, okay. <laughs> he wasn't he yeah, wasn't John, the Punisher. No, I can't, I can't Punisher. remember that actor who was the Punisher, but that I actually really enjoyed that one. I thought that was a pretty good... I think maybe Thomas s- Jane. Might have been him. Yes. It was a somewhat good rendition okay. mm. of the Punisher. Then there was that Punisher Warzone, which I never saw, and mm-hmm. they put a British actor as the Punisher, which I just was so confused by. Apparently
2: it wasn't very good.
0: <laughs> no. so But this one has, um, what's his name?
3: John, I can't say his last name.
0: John. Uh,
3: Berthendale. Uh, Bernthal.
0: Yeah, Bernthal. yeah. yeah John right. Bernthal yeah. as as Frank Castle, the Punisher. Yeah. Mm. Great, violent, mm. takes no crap.
2: Yeah. Do you Put know them to,
0: down? They don't get back up. Do
2: you know what I actually really enjoyed about um, Punisher is that he's, specifically in season two, is that mm. he is really an anti hero. Yes. He's the one who, he's kind of like Daredevil's. Um, like if Daredevil is, this is going to sound stupid, Daredevil is the good angel, considering yeah. he's the devil. Yeah. And then Punisher is the devil, it's that kind of playoff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you've got Daredevil who doesn't kill anyone and Punisher who's like, no, no, they need to be taken care of. Yeah. So.
0: You know, like, one of my favorite scenes from that whole season, it's, like, the second episode where you actually get to hear Frank Castle talk to that dude in, like, the uh, second-hand store. And as he's walking out, he goes, you know, like, I've got these child pornography things. Do you want to watch it? She's no more older than, like, nine years old. And I remember watching that for the first time, and I still remember now saying out loud, like don't say that to him. Yeah. yeah, You know, he just turns the sign around saying the doors mm. closed, picks up the baseball Locks bat it up. Mm, yep. and then just goes yeah. to town. You can like hear the like brain yeah.
3: splattering everywhere. I'm just for, like, oh. for context, his daughter was... His whole family. His whole family. Okay. Context uh, that gunned scene. Gunned
2: down. Yeah. Yeah. So, for anyone who is uh, who's unaware, Daredevil is um, Madden a Madden. blind lawyer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. was blinded from birth. And no, he wasn't blinded no. from birth. He, oh, sorry. He saved no, the uh, right, old man crossing
0: the street. That's and right. Got the yeah. Chemicals he, in he, the eye. he
2: get he gets blinded when he was a child. My eyes. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, but he is granted essentially super. Um, capabilities in his other senses Yes um, And then the Punisher He does not have any superpowers no. He is a vigilante on a He's an
0: ex-military hero mm. That's right yes. That's where he gets all his training
2: from. And his wife and daughter were um, And son, and in, son in, in this particular one were, yeah. um, were killed Yeah And so by um, A
0: gangland shooting I think was so it, yeah. yeah The you Irish Wrong place, wrong time it was oh, the, some, some sort of gang yeah. the, the dogs of war I think the, so yeah. The Irish and some Italian Damn. yeah mob and like it all just went wrong in central park and unfortunately his family was caught in a crossfire and even in Not this good. rendition of him he was actually killed he was shot in the head but they say it happens in this series that people just come back to life after that sometimes and he came back with a new purpose in life that's a very oh, interesting yeah
3: actually i would forgotten about that completely
0: yeah because if you look at the x-ray in the
3: yeah she holds up the x-ray she, and she's he's got, got a, a hole got in, a skull skull in his skull yeah that so really doesn't mm. make a lot of sense. Yeah,
0: so like, part. no, the first, I found the first half of this season phenomenal with the Punisher, the Best dialogue Here we go. and everything. But then as soon mm. as it goes to the second part with Elektra and the hand, and the hand I did feel it wound down a little really? bit for me. Okay. I was just like, interesting. Boring. Let's get back to mm. the Punisher. And then okay. you have that little arc with Kingpin and the Punisher in the prison and yep. that fight scene in the prison with the Punisher. Oh, that one is oh, so
2: good. Fur nom. Heaps better than an entire season that's based around Kung Fu with that no, will remain nameless.
3: With no Kung Fu. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I always remain somewhat interested when I saw the trailers for this, how they're going to juggle having the Punisher mm. and Electra. Because yeah. I don't know that's if That's what I thought as well, yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if you knew this, but in the lead up to it, they actually released two separate trailers. Yes. One trailer... Um, for the Punisher. Yep, solely focusing on the Punisher and the trailer part two yeah. um, referring solely. to Electra and the Hand. Yeah. Um... To be honest, I actually didn't mind it at all.
0: No, like, not that I minded it, but yeah, I, I just felt, for me personally, with the story flow, it was a lot of Matt Murdoch going, <laughs> "I yeah. love her, but I can't because she kills people." And I was just okay. like, "Okay, you've made that point in one episode. Let's yeah. move on." But I felt like until she, unfortunately, mm-hmm. gets killed at the end of the uh, at the end of the season, yeah, I it's just him dealing with that l- love and not knowing what to do with it. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, "That's to me, that's not Daredevil." You know, like. Mm. he accepts that he loves electra but then it's like go away because you kill people that's how i see it
2: yeah i that's
0: my opinion i know it's not everyone else's but
2: i it's interesting to see what will happen with electra in the upcoming defenders yes. series
0: well i think she, obviously she's been brought back to life and she's going to be struggling with why she's back and not knowing who people are and yep that's what i think is going to happen because she's not going to be like Nobu in this season, obviously he's brought back to life from being killed in season one of Daredevil. Obviously yep. he will be nurtured back by the hand and like he'll get all his memories back because obviously he's been doing this for hundreds of years, inverted commas that we're meant to believe. Yep. But Electra will come back and not have those familiar people telling her what she's meant to be doing and who she knows and loves. It'll be the hand being like, you're a weapon yeah, to kill people. So when she sees Matt and stuff, she's going to be like, I don't know who you are. You're just a target in the way.
2: Mm, yeah it will be will be interesting yeah
0: so but no it's season two daredevil mm.
2: overall up it is yeah it's very good almost oh, yeah. as good as season one i, I would rate yeah. it as the best marvel series so far or in of, my opinion of course yeah, yeah. in yeah. my opinion as well but i am very biased daredevil is one of my favorite characters He's okay. up there so, for me as well
0: i call him. and the...
2: punisher is also one of my favorite characters <laughs> uh-huh. for that blind justice kind of
0: yeah no crap yeah you ever heard of um i think it's in one of the comic book series where like there's rampant war in America and what they do is they drop the Hulk off on one side of, the, of America yep. and they drop the Punisher off on the other side of America and they kind of work their way through the country and meet in the middle. Wow. Taking care of everything that's going wrong with There America. you go. The
2: Punisher <laughs> and the Hulk on equal grounds. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Well, to round this section off,
3: I recently rewatched the Australian made or homemade uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oof. So good. So good. So this was um, released in 2015, written and d- co-directed by George Miller, yes. who surprisingly, um, not only did he do Mad Max, um, Mad Max did, 2, Mad Max he 3, did, did he, also did, he did Babe. He did Babe. And he also did Happy Feet. He Hit. did what? <laughs> he, I think he produced
0: the first one, and then Babe, Pig in the City, he directed. Yes. What?
3: Yeah, and <laughs> he also um, directed both Happy Feet as well.
0: Yes.
2: That so. is just... Do you know another director? Sorry, quick sidebar. Do you, do you know, know another director? George direction? Miller
0: wrote a script and went into pre-production here in Australia for the Justice League movie? Yes, Justice
3: really? League Mortal 2007. Yes. Wow. That he script had, is online, uh, so you can read it. Who's wow. the guy? It was um, Armie Hammer as Batman. Yes. DJ Coltrane, or whatever his name is, Superman, Common as Green Lantern. Um, that kid from the
0: OC as uh, The Flash.
2: Yep, and Megan Gale as Wonder Woman. Can yeah. you imagine a Justice League that is in the same vein as Mad Max Fury Road.
3: <sighs>
2: wow. That would have been phenomenal. Um, quick, yeah, sorry. Quick sidebar. Another director who has that kind of weird lineup is, um, oh my goodness, I'm completely blanking on him. The guy who does Sin City. Um, oh, Robert Rodriguez. Yes, thank you. Robert Rodriguez, who's done Sin City, the El Mariachi trilogy, and Shark Boy and Lavagirl, and-, and all of the Spy Kids movies. Yeah. That's weird. It's so <laughs> it's, random. It is a very different mix-up. Um, but of course, yes. it
3: stars Tom Hardy yep. as Mad Max. Yep. Um, so Mel Gibson got the boot. No, I didn't get the boot. He didn't get the boot. Different rendition. Different I think. rendition. Yeah, that's right. Just yeah. Another yeah. story. Another story. story. Yeah, sorry. Kind of James uh, Bondish. You know? Cracking a joke. Um, Charlize Theron as Furiosa and Nicholas Holt um as one of the War Boys. Just to round off some of the familiar cast. And who was the? Who was the bad guy? I don't know his name, but he, he was, actually played the villain in the original Mad Max. Yes. Um, so the story basically is, it's almost like a constant chase film. Yeah. I'd put Mad Max. It's right. relentless. It is relentless. So it's basically <laughs> about um, Furiosa is um, escorting secretly, um, as, Immortal Joe's his name? Immortal Joe's um Immortan Joe. Immortan Joe's. Yeah. Five wives. So obviously in the wasteland- um, Yeah. Women who can um, give birth and stuff like that are a bit of a rare um, come-by. Mm-hmm. So, and they're obviously not being treated as well in their kind of, in his sanction. They're essentially his
2: concubines. Yes,
3: yes. They are. Yeah. Yes, so um, Furiosa is secretly transporting them away to a new place where they can live happy lives and be free of this rain. The green place. Yes, the green place. And basically from there, it's just a massive just chase movie between Furiosa, Mad Max, and um, comes along for the ride. Um, Mad Max was captured, wasn't he? He was yeah. captured, yes.
2: So in this one, he's um, he's been captured and he's literally a blood supply. Yeah, he's to one of the to one of the drivers, and so he orders, comes along yeah. because one of the drivers wants to wants to go on this kind of chase, chase yeah, but, but he's damaged or he's been injured, so yeah. he needs to have his blood supply. Yeah. So he. Essentially, straps Tom Hardy to the front of his car yeah. with a drip that's yeah. going into him.
0: Have you seen that thing that's come out with Tom Hardy? Like, what is wrong with Tom Hardy's face? Bane, <laughs> Mad Max—he's got that iron thing in front of his face, and then the new Dunkirk movie—he's got that thing over his face as well because he's fly- flying the pilot. Yeah, um, is a pilot flying it. His face so, is always covered.
3: My first takeaway for this film, not um, with the action aside, is yep. it's such a simple story. Mm. Like, there's no complicated exposition no. or setup it's just a simple pe- these people are going to A to escape yeah. from villain and that's the whole film and i think what this does it allows for the action and chaos to really take center stage yeah um it also allows for great lore building um sorry not lore um maybe visual storytelling for mm. yeah. everything such as the costumes um the setting the w- the wasteland itself and the characters yeah
0: but if you think much if you think back to the movie mad max who is the title character doesn't have much dialogue in this movie. Does not. No, you know? I, think,
2: I think there was a statistic where Tom Hardy, um, if, you, if you're basing his uh, pay on the amount of words he gets in this, in this film, he's getting paid some stupid amount per word because he's only got like 12 words in the entire movie or something like that. Surprise it's me. something really, really low. Aside from all the grunts he does. Well, yeah, yeah apart from that. Yeah. Um, also since this simple story
3: this story is so simple I think it also allows for kind of simple characterization to the characters as well because I feel like you're given the setup that these girls are being mistreated because they're being held captive Mm -hmm. therefore us as an audience we're positioned to um, sympathize with them Mad Max is a bit of a rogue he's come along for the ride so I think this allows us to um, not only just greater empathize with them which you know when stuff happens to them we feel for them and it just allows for just a better experience I feel like yeah Mm. Also, eighty um, percent of all the action in this film is real. Yeah, yeah, eighty yeah. percent. I think um,
0: who's the guy who did Baby Driver?
2: Edgar. Edgar Wright.
0: Edgar Wright. I think he contacted George Miller because he wanted some consultation on people driving cars. Because all the car driving scenes mm. in Baby Driver are all real. Mm. Yeah, none of it CGI. It's all choreographed. Yeah, yeah.
3: But um, every like you just get that real sense of kind of all the stunts performed in this movie actually happened. Like all the yeah. explosions yep. look real. You've got people
0: swinging from the car, swinging
3: from the car. There's awesome stunts. That's right. A
2: huge amount of practical effects.
3: Yeah. Yes. Huge amount. And there's this cool shot at the end, um, near the end of the film, spoilers is where um, basically um, Max and Max and co are trying to go back into the Citadel. Yeah. Mortal Joe's place to take over it. And there's this great shot of the truck, how it kind of flips up and it's rotating in mid-air. Do you yeah. guys remember that shot? Vaguely. No, I don't. Okay. Not specifically. Vaguely, it's- yeah. The truck kind of um, gets exploded Pops up, up yeah. and it's got yeah. Nicholas Holt in it, and the truck's, like, rotating in mid-air um, and as it's about to go off. Yep. Um, and that was taken in one take, wow. and almost the actual truck flipping, um, exploding up and turning was all real. They just used CGI to touch it up. Yeah.
2: Wow. The Crazy. One thing I specifically love about... Mad Max Fury Road is the cinematography. Like oh, yes. each oh. scene is a masterpiece. Like when they're, when they're driving into the sandstorm, it's incredible. Yeah. And even like when they're, they're driving through, it's it's weird that this scene sticks out to me. They're in the background and there's the people that are on stilts mm. in the foreground. It's like a blue scene. Mm. Yeah. And it's just that kind of thing that I'm like, it's just shot so well. Mm. And considering it's so high on action and so high on practical effects where, you know, getting a camera in while- a flamethrower guitar is going off is not necessarily yeah. the easiest that thing. Was, that was real as well. My, yeah, my
0: f- my favorite shots when it's towards the end and like they're all chasing them on the final stretch. Yeah, and yeah. it's that big wide shot. And yeah, you can see everyone coming. You see yes. the people mm. swinging from the cars. Yeah, and like, that's my favorite. That's thing. right. And they're
2: all in those big like yeah. uh, they're almost like um am javel- no not javelin sorry like pole vault poles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're all swinging way down, down by and-
0: actual car engines swinging and back. You yes. can actually look at its car engines strapped yeah. to the bottom.
3: Um, and a cool fact about the cinematography and editing. Is that George Miller approached a cinematographer and made sure that they always had the main actor or star of that shot in the center frame? Yep. Um, so that the audience wouldn't be distracted by all the action going around yep. them. And whenever the action is going on, him and his wife, who was the editor of this film, made okay. sure that the um, action was always in the center of the frame as well. Yeah, that's good. So that's just, that makes for just such good. a better viewing experience.
0: I'm going to purposely yep. look to the side of the screen now. Because it, it, yeah, it is yeah, a. Yeah
2: thoroughly good film just I a, would highly recommend it such a like as I said simple story allows for such a thrill ride in which yeah. Well, just yeah well realistically if you think of the story the story is about a guy who doesn't speak driving to one place to then turn around and drive back yeah that is and the yet story it's like it's so good like yeah. it's such a good story it's, it's so yeah. so so well made
3: and the sim- as I said before the simple setup allows for such a just a deep range of just characterization and just yeah. action to happen. So yeah, very good. Would highly recommend it. I saw it good. twice at the movies cause it was that good. Yes.
2: Very good. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's us done in the past. We're now heading into the present now, and we're going to be discussing Christopher Nolan's latest film, the war epic Dunkirk. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So we have all seen it. Yep. Oh, of
3: course we have.
2: Yep. If you can't so me, what, what are the thoughts? What did we think? good it was it, it's good that's all andrew's got yep, it's good. <laughs> i thought it
3: was phenomenal I, phenomenal i love this film oh my goodness
2: can, oh. well can i start with uh chris no- sorry start with this chris nolan um for those who are the are director
0: not... of the dark night yeah, trilogy is so <laughs> the
2: director of the dark Knight trilogy he's had some uh grandiose films like interstellar and inception he's also had some more experimental ones like memento What's and the Magician the, one he the did? The Prestige. Prestige. Yep. All, they are all just spectacular Yeah. Films. Now, I personally would rate Christopher Nolan as one of my favourite directors of all time. I think mm. all of his stuff is he brilliant. He does it all
0: with his uh, his wife as well. He's another that's wife, That's
2: right, yeah. Husband now, and wife team. how do you feel, Zach, I'm g- going to go back to you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this film in relation to the other Chris Nolan films and then in relation to other war films just in general? And
3: yeah. yeah. In relation to other Christopher Nolan films, it's not it's not really a typical Christopher Nolan film, I feel like. No, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. There is, um, I regard Christopher Nolan as an auteur figure. That means that um, he's extremely um, influential in film today. Um, yes. He has a yeah. certain style that has really influenced the film industry. I've, every one of his films, up to Dunkirk, has always had a flawed kind of protagonist. You got yep. Inception, where Cobb is 40, yep. um, is a killer, or not, he's a, con- oh, well, it's a criminal. Um, you got, Memento, this um, guy who's just trying to find out who, who suffers from
2: short-term memory loss, yep. and then the whole exploration of you know if you can't trust your memory, then mm. what is real?
3: Yeah, and then of course you've got the classic Bruce Wayne, who's this, um parents were killed at a young age, and he's just walking this line, particularly in the Dark Knight, of how far does he have to go to um, yeah. see that justice is brought about? Exactly, the and then
2: you know when you look at him mm. in relation to the Joker, and you know who who is mad? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, it's
3: true. Um and in this film, I mean, I would say there's actually one pivotal main character.
2: yeah, actually I was gonna mention mm. that as well. There's there is a string of high cheekboned brown haired gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who are at some times quite hard to tell apart. Yep. Mm, yes. But uh yeah, there isn't like there is one character who the story kind of focuses around. Yes. But generally it's it's not just about him. There's no. there's there's what, like 12, 8 to 12 kind of I'd say so, main-ish yeah. characters that yeah. you're kind of revolving around.
3: Yeah, and um, I think that's where this film is different from Christopher Nolan's others, is that it's revolving around a group of supporting characters and their, um, excuse me, their, um, their kind of place in this story, I feel like. Yeah. Now, in relation to other war films, this isn't a super, extremely violent, in-your-face war film like Saving Private Ryan or that, Hacksaw Ridge. That's right.
2: In fact, I was talking to someone last night and they said that they read somewhere that there's no blood in the film. They, and I was, uh, to, yep. I was trying to think, I I think there might be one or two, but there is not like lots of blood. It's not like you've yeah. got exploding limbs or anything. Exactly,
3: yeah. yeah. And, and it, it's not a film where it puts you in the heart of a raging war battle as well. Mm. Like a a ground kind of like no man's land. Um, you got yeah. like the West versus the East. Yeah. I feel like this film really focuses more on the everyday reality of being a soldier in war, yeah, very particularly much so. one being evacuated. I think mm. a scene that paints is perfectly. And i just, um, say that we will talk about spoilers with this film. Is that, um, yes, yep. that's true. Yep. Is near the start of the film. We've got, um, one of our title characters. Um, I'm not sure what his name is. I
2: think he's portrayed by an actor. Yeah, with an I, F. I th- have a feel yeah it's fion uh yeah fion whitehead, fion whitehead. um yep. i have a feeling his <laughs> name is whitehead whitehead yep uh, and he is tommy tommy yes um not that i could tell you that exactly from actually we, watching the movie i had to no, look yeah, that he doesn't up give us our names um
3: there's a scene where he's walking to basically the whole story revolves around um, british troops forty thousand of them getting evacuated from Dunkirk. Four hundred thousand. Oh, so, so yes so the battle of dunkirk is
2: yeah. um, or the miracle of dunkirk which is a real battle that happened during world war ii Um, is that there were 400,000 troops Mm. um, at Dunkirk and they were trying to evacuate them and they were completely surrounded by um, German soldiers and the German army and it was was how do we get them out?
0: It was the last stage because Germany was on the verge of making it to Britain and they needed those soldiers back to defend Britain.
2: Mm. Yeah, and they mentioned in the film that they were- that um, Churchill was hoping to get 30,000 troops back, which is only, you know, it's less than 10% of the number that were actually there. There, yeah. But yeah, the scene is um, Tommy is lining up to get
3: checked off to go on um, a ship that is getting evacuated off. And what happens is you hear these German um, planes coming around. You hear them coming around and everyone's like, take cover, take cover. So they all go onto the beach, hands over their head, um, hands over ears, sorry. And they just- Wait until the German soldiers just stop shooting at all of them. They just exactly. Yeah. And they're they're just, just dropping bombs. That, dropping yes. bombs, just machine gun fire, doing around, and then they leave. So you know, yeah. there's quite a few. Did you people know dead.
0: that some people were who were actually at Dunkirk,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like yep. getting ready to evacuate? Like old war veterans said, the movie was too loud. It wasn't that loud at Dunkirk. Really? Yeah.
2: Maybe That's the, actually one said, thing I noticed in the sound is yeah. that. So we saw it in a in a cinema that had Dolby Atmos, and, and they so it said was Dunkirk really
0: wasn't because you know that final scene where Tom Hardy's going in his plane. Yep. They said Dunkirk wasn't like that. It was ruins. Yeah. You know, it was of smithereens.
3: Yep. So, Interesting. There you go. But um, after that, after that plane fire, everyone just get gets back up and just starts lining back up, back up. Yeah. and yeah. it's like it's true. I mean, you're in a war zone. I mean, I yeah. can't speak for myself. I've been in a war. Um, because you just, have
0: to assume that those soldiers by that point lining up. They've been doing this for like three mm. or four years now. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just, okay, bomb's going off. Everyone back up on your feet. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Well
2: it's kind of like where else do they go? Yeah. They're surrounded at all sides. They're waiting mm. for um someone to come and rescue them. And and one of the things that um I was listening to something else about this is that this war movie in particular, it doesn't have the cliche like blonde haired guy who's got his girl back home, and you know he's yeah, going to die. Yes. And yeah. here's the yeah. the commanding officer who's a bit of a jerk, and you know he's definitely going to die, so that someone else can come up and step up and lead. And there's that innocent guy from you know the middle of nowhere who doesn't have any real part, and he's definitely going to die, but he's going to have a real hor- heroic moment in between that. Yeah, it's very much like <laughs> here are the people they are waiting to survive. Yeah, if they survive, they like the no- only
0: the only hero is Tom Hardy.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: That's right. The only one that we are positioned to somewhat relate yeah. to, I feel. Like. Well, yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, but look, that those are my thoughts on the film. Mm. I think it's incredible. I think it's an, a really good, just piece of film. It's yeah. just very transcendent.
1: Mm.
0: My, I'm, I'm probably going to be the only one who has issues with the film.
2: Oh, controversial. <laughs> go on, Andrew. Please, please go
0: on. The only issue I had was I'm. I don't like to big head myself, but I'm pretty good at following a storyline, guessing where it's going, yep, know who the killer was, or you know just where the the movie is actually going, yep. But this movie was so just dis- disconjointed, and the storyline didn't flow. And you know Tom Hardy would be looking out the side of his plane, seeing these people jump off a boat. Then half an hour later, you would finally see those people getting on the boat before Tom Hardy saw the I was just like, I can't, is this all going to connect at the end? Or? So, yeah.
2: So, let's actually address yeah. that. So, for those who are unaware, the film um, takes place over three different timelines. Yeah. So, there is, there's one one uh, timeline that is, they call the mole, which are the soldiers on the beach. Now, for those of you who don't know what a mole is, it is, kind. think of it kind of like a pier or a jetty that protects a harbour from the sea. So, you've got yeah. like basically a... A calmer water area where ships can come in, and then they can go out into the sea. Yep. So that's what a mole is, and that takes place over a week. And then you've got the um the Tom people Hardy. on the boat. Oh, the boat. Yep. 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 And their story takes Civilian place over boats. a day. Yeah. Yes. And then you've got the people in the air battle, and their story takes place over an hour. And Chris Nolan actually said oh, that.
0: Oh, uh, see, I thought that meant. The mole. If you caught a boat from there, would take you a week to get back home.
2: No, no, the no. The boat
0: takes a day to get there, and the planes take an hour to get. No, home. it was
2: it was. I was reading something about that Christopher makes Nolan. So about much it. more sense there you now. Go. <laughs> so yeah, it's um. He's saying that the people who were on the beach, they essentially lived that for a week. Oh. That whole like, are we going to survive? Are we about mm. to just get other are the troops about to just storm over the, the beach? And <laughs> look is at all it all the clicking? Clickers, look it's at all, all the clicking in,
3: yeah. in my yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's also cool to point out that-
0: Then I take back my <laughs> my worries and woes. That makes so much more the sense. The three narratives,
3: take, one's take place in the air, one takes yep. place on the sea, one yep. takes place on the land. Yep. Yes, that's right. Three major um, uh,
2: settings of war. Yep. In fact, I, I read a quote from and Christopher Aaron Nolan so. and he said, don't tell the studio this, but it will be my most experimental film Ever. yeah which, it is which is saying mm. a lot considering mm. he did time and space bending in interstellar and reality bending in inception
0: I read a little blurb because I think Danny Elfman did the score for this as well it was No, Hans Zimmer Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer sorry the legend himself that's right Danny Elfman Hans Zimmer they're just like they're always around <laughs> they're They're both outstanding <laughs> so Hans composers. Zimmer that trailer you know where you hear the ticking clock in the background and yes everything. that's Christopher Nolan's pocket watch yes it he is He recorded it on really? set he yeah, said yeah, just yeah. let me record this quickly and that's what they use for the backdrop to Good. the trailer
2: Yep, there is there is a big um ticking noise that, that comes up a couple of times in the film and mm. it's that I, I think it really emphasizes that point of we don't know how much time we've got. Yep. We mm. like this could be the last tick that we kinda hear.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The soundtrack as well. Oh, my goodness. Brilliant. Hans Zimmer never disappoints. Brilliant. He's so good.
0: You you two clearing up that thing for me. I I love this movie. There
2: you (laughs) go. There you go.
3: Um, I also think the sound design of the entire film was actually quite a big part of the soundtrack. I feel like it added a lot. Now, obviously, as Andrew mentioned before with the um, Dunkirk War veterans, this film is very loud. Very loud. Um, Very loud. With its sound design, whether it's... um, The sounds of planes um, breaking down, getting shut out, or the sounds of um, explosions, ships, torpedoes. Even
0: planes just flying in.
3: Exactly. It's extremely loud. Yeah. Um, I actually really liked it. Mm. I thought it really no, no, I had added no to problems the, with it. I thought it really added to the realism of the movie. Yeah. Again, I haven't been to war so I can't say so nope. myself. Um Let's hope we never have to. Yes. That's yeah. right. But um I feel like that's what it would be like in a war. Like um it just would be extremely loud. Like mm-hmm. you don't have a dial down, you don't have to turn no. it down on your TV to like thirty or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. How it would be. <laughs> you can
0: just I... turn it down, please, you're a yeah. bit yeah.
2: loud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> can you yeah. can you make silent bombs please? Yes. No. <laughs> um I really enjoyed the film. As I said, I love Christopher Nolan stuff, so maybe I'm a bit biased, but, you know.
0: I think we all walked in there going, Christopher Nolan's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. (laughs) A
2: couple of things. I think it's a very atmospheric film. Mm. The main, oh, sorry, not the main character, but the, the Tommy character played by Fionn Whitehead that we were talking about before, he mentions... He like he has a line of dialogue at the start of the movie, and then I don't well, think you, I don't think he speaks speak much again. at the start. At yeah. the start, there
0: was a lot of running. Yep, a lot of getting to the ship. Yep, a lot of the ship sunk. Yep, a lot of now we've got to go back to the beach. And he
2: doesn't talk. <laughs> no, for like a good half an hour.
0: And even the character that he meets at the very start of the film,
2: he doesn't talk he until doesn't, doesn't talk like at like all. Almost an hour. And
0: then when he's confronted to be like, you have to speak to us. Mm. It's he's French. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know?
3: little, little French. It, yeah. Yep
2: um yeah so it's it's very very atmospheric there's very little talking and i think it's i think that's a deliberate thing because as we said before this film doesn't focus on like one particular person it's yeah it it actually Mm. the lack of character development and the lack of dialogue kind of uh situates you in the idea that these people are just numbers they're just soldiers they're Mm they're dime a dozen and we are so used to seeing like the war movie like exactly yeah. where you have this mateship and you know, the characters by name and etc. And this mm. one, it doesn't it's here are 400,000 men who most likely are going to die and mm. do not and know each other at all. Exactly. And more so most of the people like that's, that's all they're ever going to be known for. Yeah. These were the people who died at Dunkirk.
1: Mm.
0: And you know, big kudos to, um, Mr. Harry Styles I think this was his first On-screen appearance It was only. It was his
2: first uh, Real acting yeah. gig
0: And did you know That Christopher Nolan You know Obviously doing his interviews and Oh press yes, tours, yes. Yep. Turned around and said You know Obviously he's worked With the great Heath Ledger And stuff And he put yep. Harry Styles In the same category As Heath Ledger he can- The way that he approached His role And took it on His acting go. chops He was just like You know The yes. last time I saw Something like this
2: mm. See I, I don't actually know What Harry Styles looks like I couldn't tell you Which character he was he, but was, he was. The he fact was, that I couldn't tell you is probably a good thing. Yeah. That means he was, was the one that well.
0: confronted the dude, saying like, "You have to now talk because you haven't really." That was word. him. Yeah.
3: He was the one that also said, "Um, when they're having jam toast and jam yeah. in the boat, it's like watch your friend out there." And yeah. Stuff like that. wow. There yeah, you that's go. That's him. Uh, you know what? Kudos. The one at the end. He's he's at yeah. the end with him at the train.
2: Yeah. There you go. Mm. Um, there
3: is you there anything go. else? Wow, that's that's quite good. This film is so real as well. I yes. mean, just classic Nolan, everything. So good. Apparently, they actually had real boats. Yeah, some of the boat, gonna... some
0: of the boats that came over were the actual boats used. Yeah. Oh know? wow, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's classic. Well,
2: this, this was yeah, it's it heavy reliance on practical effects. There mm. was I was reading on one day of filming they had sixty two real destroyers out on the water. <laughs> like, yeah, sixty two of them.
0: Yeah, mm. and that you know that big scene where you look down the beach and you see all the people lining up.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: Probably about five of those lines were real people. The rest the were all cardboard cutouts. Cut cut so yeah. You didn't want to yeah. use
2: CGI. That's right.
0: Minimum CGI. Mm-hmm. It was also this. shot on film as yep. well. In fact, oh, it was the yes.
2: third film to be shot on seventy mil. Yeah, yep. so well, Christmas being yep. Hateful for yep. one of them. Uh, Hateful Eight in two thousand and fifteen, yep. and The Master in two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Okay. Oh, The Master. So, the master. Interesting. interesting. I don't, I don't actually know that one. No, it's fine. Oh, I know about Experimental it. Experimental yeah.
3: Scientology film.
2: But yeah, there was also, in, speaking of practical effects, there was 1,500 extras. Wow. And there was an actual Spitfire that they used. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, like it's, and mm. I think, you know what? It shows, like, apart from, actually, it's interesting you say this, because I was going to say the one scene that I think looked CGI was when uh, um, Tom Hardy's Spitfire is gliding over yeah. Dunkirk. That was the one scene where I was like, this looks like it was computer generated
0: really i didn't feel that
3: i don't that. Oh, okay. yeah at. i didn't feel that at all. i was all. just taken aback by that whole sequence at the mm. end with tom like, i just was spewing that yeah. he
0: got caught in the end i was like oh. damn it. well that's
2: the great irony it's the fact that he was he was instrumental for all the soldiers to get out and get saved yeah and yet he is the one that gets captured yeah i
0: just thought you know okay yes he's done his thing he's taking down all the plans, but then he just keeps flying over the beach land it and get on the boat <laughs> Man, well, yeah. yeah,
2: that's that's it. I mean, but si- yeah. instead he's the one that gets captured.
3: Yeah, so. cinematography as well. Hands oh. hands off to um Hoyt Van Hoytma. Hoytma, very good. He did Interstellar Hoytmer. with um Hoyt Van Hoytma. Yeah, also did Interstellar with Nolan. Yep. Um, the, my one of my favorite shots of the film is when you're in the dogfights. There is a classic Nolan shot of the camera is on the plane's wing, mm. and it's yes. from that perspective. That was also in on the Dark Knight Rises as well. At the start yeah. just adds again to that realism. Like he actually put a camera on yeah. the plane. Yeah, yeah, and, and it is
2: so well shot. The cinematography mm, is oh. outstanding. I
3: mean, and that's what would have um sorry, that's what old directors back in like twenties, thirties, forties would have done right. to get that that um dog fighting footage. So wow, excellent so Brilliant. great final shot as well see,
0: now camera. i like the movie now i need to go see it again <laughs> need to and look at it again. as in like these boats don't mm. take trips and mm. how long it takes to get them back
2: one thing that i do i I'll, just, I'll finish on this personally um is that the the whole movie as i said it has this element of these are just people that are just trying to survive and then when they get back he reads that paper and it's got that um that uh speech from Churchill. Um, thank you Churchill. i just had a mental blank from churchill and they, you kind of see how the war's being sold to the British people mm. and how, you know, it's, it's all heroic and, you know, we are mm. doing everything we can. Because they were worried
0: they were going to be viewed as um,
2: cowards. Cowards, yeah. Exactly. And so, for, and they're all, you know, this is, you know, we'll fight them on the beaches. We'll fight them in the, I don't know what, exactly what it is. Um, and yet they are just, they're, you, you're left with it kind of going, well, that's not the reality. For these, you know, 400,000 soldiers, it was... We are just trying to do every little thing we can to last that extra minute, second, hour, so that we can hopefully get rescued. Yep, and we can mm-hmm. hopefully just survive. Yeah, and go home. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it was good, man.
2: Yep. it was flipping phenomenal, man. Flipping phenomenal. Yeah. Flipping Andrew. phenomenal. And it's family friendly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there we go. Very good. Mm, so, Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan.
3: Go see it in a big cinema. That's yes. right. Go see it in if cinema. If you
2: can see it in a um, cinema with a large screen and a great uh, surround sound experience, highly recommend it. Strap yourself in.
3: If not, go see it in IMAX.
2: Go to Melbourne. Fly to Melbourne. Go we see don't it have an fed. IMAX here, do we? No, we do not. Oh, is it, is it
3: closed down? I think well, it closed I, down well, time. here's
2: the thing. IMAX is actually a film format, That's not true. just yeah, a, a company, large yeah. screen. And yeah. for a while, we had a quote, IMAX, unquote, cinema which, as to the best of my knowledge, was just a regular projector on a larger screen. Uh, but <laughs> IMAX film is actually a up. larger format. It's about four times as large as thirty-five mil format, yeah. okay. which would be about double the size of a seventy mil format. So it actually produces a it's a different, higher quality picture. Uh, and the projectors themselves are actually you thinking what I'm Larger.
3: Thinking? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm pretty sure there is one. I think it's it's some. It's like the other side of the city. I remember yeah. seeing Tron Legacy. With family members in yeah. IMAX, that was very good. There
2: you go. Radio. Right. Well, we are heading into the future uh. right now, and for this particular episode, we are looking at all things Comic Con. But, but I'm going to take us on a quick detour, just a very short one, mm. to a different part of the future. And very quickly, I want to talk about D23. Ah, cool. Oh, so Disney's little thing. Disney's- uh, Disney's Comic Con. Com- yeah, basically Disney's Comic Con. So pretty um, much
0: anything Marvel and Star. Wars.
2: Yeah, so I <laughs> want to read out to you a list. This is the list of movies that was announced at uh, D23. Go for it. We've got Coco, which is the Pixar- Pixar- Day of the Dead kind of Yeah, one. little
0: kid who plays guitar. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah.
2: So we've got Coco, Incredibles 2. Oh, yes. The, oh.
0: the, the actual Fantastic
2: yep. Four movie. Toy Story 4. <laughs> oh, man. Wreck-It Ralph 2. Good. Yeah, yeah. Olaf's Frozen Adventure, which is just going to be a short that'll be playing before yeah, Wreck-It Ralph. It'll make a billion it. dollars, yep. surely. Skip a Wrinkle that. in Time, which yes. is based off a book. That looks awesome. Dumbo, live action. Mm. Tim which Burton. I'm... Yep, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> just Aladdin, live action. Which Why, has... I, um, <sighs>
3: Oh flip It's got the-
2: Will Smith as the genie Which no, I think will be very good will Smith Guy be the director That's right yeah Guy Ritchie yeah. will be the director Which will be looking very good Lots of fast cuts Yep Lion King Live action yep. John Favre. Done by
0: John Favreau
2: Nutcracker And The Four Realms Mary yeah. Poppins Returns The Jungle Cruise Which is based off a ride mm-hmm. Mulan Live action yep. Star Wars 8 and-, Wars. and the Han Solo um, Prequel story Or young Han Solo yep. And Avengers fin- Infinity War One and two So, quickly, I'm just going to go through that again. Coco, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Olaf's Frozen Adventure, A Wrinkle in Time, Dumbo live action, Aladdin live action, Lion King live action, Nutcracker and the Four Realms, Mary Poppins Returns, The Jungle Cruise, Mulan live action, Star Wars 8, Star Wars Han Solo, and Avengers Infinity War. Now, Now, do you know what I notice about this list? What's that? There is only one original story. Ooh. The Cocoa. rest are all sequels or based off something else. Reboots or re- yeah. So Coco's the only original. Coco is the only original, and, and this is this thing. is gonna be a good discussion. I can I can feel it. So this. I'm just gonna say it. What has happened to movie making where Disney, one of the largest companies, you of you want to know all it time is? is only bringing out one original movie?
0: Do you want to know what it is? Tell me. Money. Oh, they know that. two. They know that one two three four five and la la is gonna make. Thank
3: Especially yep. all those live actions there. Those open. live actions. Yeah. I look
0: at Jungle Book, as good as it was,
3: which it was, it was very. It good.
0: was still just kind of like I've seen it. You know, same with this Lion King live action.
3: I've seen it. I mean, is it really even going to be live action? Because there's no human. Characters well, actually, in that, that was one of the discussions yeah. online. Is yeah. that is
2: it technically live action? Because <laughs> or is it just CGI? it's not actually going to have a yeah. human in it at all. Yeah, unless but... John Favreau pops up at the end.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <Hello>. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. I look okay. Interesting. This, this is a discussion that really sparked for me when I went and saw, um, uh, what was it called? Ad, uh, Adventureland? No, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, thank you. I was like, it's So you see, that me. didn't do too well. No, so okay, I personally loved that film. Mm. I thought it was brilliant. I thought, brilliant. It, was good I thought too. it had, I especially loved the editing and the cinematography. I thought it was a great original idea. I thought it was brilliant from start to finish. And it didn't do well at all. Mm. It flopped, it flopped. And, Part of it, I think, was that they were trying to set it up for a trilogy. They really, it was really the intro story Ooh, into something else. You know
0: what else recently flopped?
2: Uh, what? There it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. But hang on, let's put that on pause. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, I mean, I love Tomorrowland, and yet we've got this problem where when an original movie comes out, no one wants to watch it, and yet people are complaining that original movies it's aren't jumping. coming out. Yeah. So.
0: It's that classic. Disney are willing to put the money up, but if it doesn't make bank, it's like, well, we're not touching that again.
2: Exactly. Like, yeah. Here's the thing. Now, don't get me wrong. There's Sorry, just quickly. Yep. Most of these on here, I'm thoroughly excited for. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, of I've got course.
0: no issue with going to see Dumbo again or this Lion King.
2: Yeah. Tim Burton's And obviously. Yeah, and like Star Wars. Yep. Yeah, brilliant.
0: Obviously Avengers. Well, you see Star Wars episode eight, that will be an original. That's not something being redone. Well, it's
2: not. Well, it's, not uh, it's a sequel. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's not a brand new intellectual property that's being built from the it's ground up. It's a new up. story, it's, though. Yeah, it's a new story. Exactly. There's, there's nothing that's wrong the with only that. That's the defense. Well, all of them will be new stories. Like, I mean, Toy Story 4, we don't know what's happening. They're well, all I, new, the well, I mean, Why do
0: we need that, man? The third one ended on a perfect note.
2: You know what? I'm going to say something controversial. mm
0: I didn't like Toy Story 3. What is wrong with you, man? Uh, They're
2: all sitting there about to die. mm, I was in tears. I thought it banked on nostalgia too much.
0: When Andy said goodbye, I was on the verge of like oh they've been with me so long. I I
2: agree (laughs) with you, but the only reason you're on that verge is because of nostalgia. I don't think the story in and of itself was that good.
0: I was in Disneyland when Toy Story was coming out. I was in Florida. I saw it all fresh.
2: I feel you're just enhancing my argument that you're just, you're emotionally tied to this. That's why you liked it. So
0: you're not going to get upset when, if say Captain America dies in infinity war and stuff like that.
2: Uh, That's just, just, Okay. All
3: right. What I wanted to say is think what is, what do you guys think has been so far the most talked about and most successful original movie this year? What do you guys think? This year? It's
0: Baby Driver, isn't it?
3: Baby Driver, Baby Driver. But is Baby Driver a typical film? For those who have not seen it, it is not. It is very experimental in the way that it deals with music, sound, um, action. So I feel like that creates an interesting argument where it could be that an original idea just can't be an original idea anymore in a film. It has to do something at least somewhat different.
0: That's it. You look at the movies from the eighties, the seventies, the sixties. Like I said to you guys, I watched Godfather the other night. There was nothing like that out when that came out. Yeah. But now directors and screenwriters and, you know, storytellers, they're so pushed for new ideas, but there's just nothing there because it's like, we have so much history already. Let's just go back to it.
3: Mm. And I think,
0: you look at dumbo and lion king it's like it's been done it's just do it again exactly Know it's gonna make it's money. been
3: done i feel yeah. like original films are to the point now where yeah as i said as i think you have to do something different with the film itself because do you, yeah. do you got on yeah
2: i agree with you i just like everything is obviously going to you're gonna be like oh that's you know like this or it's very similar to this but there's still i don't know like this i think we're just missing original content. Still.
0: Mm. I don't think we're gonna so, see any of it for a while,
2: unfortunately. Well, look and, and look, there's nothing wrong with, you know, sequels and as we just like I mean, Star Wars A and mm. Hunt, young Han Solo. are gonna be row? <laughs> so keen for them. Yeah, and
3: I'm not I'm not saying that original like no original ideas for films have to be different. I think maybe what yeah. I'm supposed to say is that in order for them to be successful for um the director of the film, the stars and the studio, is they have to do something different to catch the audience to go to the cinema to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because it's all good, like, I'm all for having original content because that creates, you know, new and exciting original ideas. Yeah. But to a point where companies aren't going to invest in it as much is because at the end of the day, it's not. Money- a,
0: it's not a safe bet anymore.
3: It's not, and yeah. companies want to make money. The movie business yep. is all about making money. Which, right.
0: Which does kind of aggravate me a little bit with um, Disney. Yep. You know, it's, they're already a money-making machine. Why not? Bankroll some new ideas.
2: Exactly, you know? like they. Well, yeah. So, like this Coco,
0: right. I've seen the trailer for this Coco.
2: Yep, I can't wait. It looks awesome. Oh, it's you know, it what? looks phenomenal. It, it's one of those things, Pixar's making something cool. What a, I'm going to go and say it because yeah. Pixar have an Im- impeccable track record in yeah, my, my opinion. Cars two.
0: Yeah, well, we, <laughs> no, you know <laughs> what? See, cars, I, I think Cars two cars was coming actually- out. Looks pretty good. So I thought that was just going to be a joke. But <laughs> no, no, I, I enjoyed Cars 2 You brought that to the wrong table, my friend. <laughs> Sorry. All
2: right. Well, enough about that. Let's uh, fun let's fun. continue on to yep. Comic Con. What yep. happened in Comic Con? <gasps> a lot of trailers what did it didn't it? happen. San at Comic-Con? Diego Comic Con 2017. San
0: Diego. I think the three of us need to make a life pack that one day we will go. Oh, of course.
2: <laughs> one day when this podcast is rich and famous, we'll do a live episode from San Diego Comic Con <laughs> mm, 2054. <whole> <laughs> yes, we
3: will. <laughs> Um, all right. What did you guys? What was the trailer that caught your right eye the most?
0: I just want to see the Infinity trailer. <laughs> oh,
3: the leak. Did you watch the? Leak? I watched
0: some of the leak, but because it was on such a weird angle, and I couldn't really see it because it was so blurred, I was just okay. like, I just, damn, I feel like I haven't seen anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about you, Tyson? Um, look, I uh, there was one that we we were talking about just before we started recording, Ready Player One. Yeah, that's one. And then there's another one I want to talk about. Let's talk about Ready Player One. So it's based off a um a novel by um Ernest Clyde. Thank you very much. And uh, it's a sci-fi book. And last year I was talking to someone and he reckons it was the best sci-fi novel he ever read. Yeah. Now, I haven't read it just yet, but the fact that it's being made, I think it looks outstanding.
0: Well, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, uh, Steven Spielberg, here is the Warner Brothers closet. You go and play.
3: (laughs) Well, yes, (laughs) that's... Or apparently in the book, um, the book itself has heavy references to 80s um lots of 80s pop culture things and yeah i mean in the trailer you see a delorean see the iron giant Giant. everything like iron giant you see what else you see um the bike from akira yeah maybe um maybe not um you also see freddy krueger um you do briefly see if you blink you'll miss it harley quinn and deathstroke yep um that's all just from the top of my head yeah wow and steven spielberg King of 80s movies is direct, so it's like... But then you see,
0: like, you look at um, Steven Spielberg and the last few movies he's done...
3: They've all been dramas. Just meh. Yeah. really? Oh, they've all been kind of... Well, like, you look at um, the 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 BFG. BFG, yeah. He did Bridge of Spies.
2: Thank God. Bridge of Spies is very good. Yeah, Yeah. I enjoy Bridge of Spies. An Oscar film. Yeah. I feel like, yeah.
0: But, you know, I think he's been on a little bit of a... I'm gonna just do what movies I want to do at the moment. Not really yeah. bothered if it does well or not. It's what I want to do. Yep, I'd agree with that. And yep. now he's doing this, and it's just like, okay, we remember why you're so good. Yes, yeah, what you do. Right. And I
3: think it's such an interesting premise because the premise is of Ready Player One is basically um this this massive MMO RPG that's extremely popular called the Oasis. The Oasis. And yeah. And the. Yeah. Founder of the Oasis or the lead developer, he dies. Yeah. And basically he leaves his fortune for the taking, but there is an Easter egg hunt within the game that you have to go through oh. to get his fortune. Oh, see, right. they, so they, yeah. don't,
0: they don't put that in the trailer, so I know nothing. Yeah, well, I it, was just, it was a teaser, uh, yeah.
3: or teaser, so it is pretty fairly limp on um, story oh, details. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's the whole thing is everybody... Like you can imagine millions and millions of people, people playing, playing this MMO RPG, wanting this ridiculous fortune because yeah. it is worth so much. And it centers on this one guy who is played by yeah. Ty That Shodin. trailer though, when that song yeah.
0: kicks in, yeah. that, um, what song is it that kicks in?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. But you know, you can
0: hear it in your head, can't you?
3: Not really, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I watched it once and I've watched <laughs> a few after that. Oh gosh. No, um, the,
0: the song that kicks in, I was like, that song it tonally... Mm. Like the rhythm, the drums, yeah. everything—it's just perfect.
3: And that's why it makes so much sense for um, heaps of pop culture references. Because oh, it's yeah. emo, You, it's a virtual. Well, world when you where see
0: that DeLorean, possible. like just you know skidding oh, along sort of and going back up. into the oh, rage, just like
2: oh, i a DeLorean! I actually had to rewind it and be like, was was, was that the DeLorean? Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, so really interesting premise, and I'm looking. I mean, Steven Spielberg's telling it. Good cast as well. It's got um yeah. Ty Sheridan who I mentioned before, he was Cyclops in X Men Apocalypse. Yep. Um yep. you also got TJ Miller from Silicon Valley and Deadpool. You've got Mark Rylance. Rylance. Rylance is a bit of Steven Spielberg's best mate currently. Um he was been Bridges by his BFG. Um, who else is there? Can't really think uh, of anybody else.
2: Don't know. W- one thing I I just want to go back to quickly on the um the plot is that for anyone who hasn't seen the trailer, this um oh and other things. So when we say MMO, we're talking about massively multiplayer Sorry. online. Um, yeah, so I didn't know what that was. <laughs> there you go. So think of something like uh, Warcraft, World of Warcraft or EVE Online. <laughs> oh, so or... he
0: prevents MMA wrong. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. No, so massively multiplayer. So basically the idea that you've got a world and you're not in like a, an arena that's got like, you know, 12 or 16 other people, you've got, you know, a few thousand people are all populating this world at the same time. Yeah. The other thing that in this... um. In this particular world, we're talking somewhat in the future, but also most people are in this MMO because the real world is kind of rubbish. It's trash. Exactly. Literally trash. They literally can be, trash, whatever, yeah. they can so be they, whatever they want. Exactly. They escape yeah. to this MMO in escaped order to his... be what they want. Yeah. Looks so, yeah. awesome. All right, next one. Um, next trailer. Well, the other one that I saw, which I was actually really... Um, really interested in seeing is the Netflix movie oh, Bright. Bright,
0: yeah, with Will... With Will Smith. S- Will Smith. Yeah, David Ayer. And, uh, yeah,
3: what's his name? Um, Joel Egerton. Yeah. Yes, that's right, yeah. Egerton, Egerton. I
2: I didn't really know anything about it. I actually, the thing that drew me to it was the fact that one of the, one of the pictures, someone had um, pointy ears, and I was like, ooh, that looks interesting. So I looked into it, and basically the idea is that it's, it's set in a world, essentially... Earth, but where mystical creatures live side by side with humans. So you've got elves and you've got orcs and you've got fairies and things like that. And Will Smith, who is a human, gets teamed up with an orc partner. Sorry. So Will Smith, who is a a cop, gets teamed up with an orc partner and it kind of unravels when they find, they go to investigate an area and they find a magic wand, which is like Think the Holy Grail. Yeah,
0: there you go. There's an original idea right there. It, well, exactly. There you go. Yep. It is. Netflix and is rolling the original
2: ideas. You know what? Netflix, I think, is where to keep your eyes peeled. Netflix, they are coming out with some Hulu. absolute winners.
0: They're the ones that are bankrolling all these original ideas mm. and original series. That's where you are.
3: go for it. This is their most expensive film to date. Yeah. 90 is it really? 90 million budget. Yeah. Wow. But then you look at something Which like- Which is still uh,
2: tiny compared to other films. Mm. Mm.
3: But then you look at Stranger Things-
0: and their yep. trailer that dropped Talk had a Michael Jackson thing. song in it. That's a lot of money for a Michael Jackson song just to be in a trailer. Mm. Like the, the yep. amount of money that goes into that,
3: you know? Um, yeah, I was, I didn't know about this. So have you guys and seen, a trailer I I this? seen yes, the trailer? Yes. Yeah. I watched it again last night. Um, yeah. what? Yeah. I can just see the idea. Like I'll, I'll, I'll watch Cause it. Cause the Netflix director is David Ayer, who David did Ayer. Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Fury, Suicide End, of watch, End of Watch. And End of Watch, yeah. Um, I could just see this idea turning mainstream audiences off a little bit. I don't know. I just felt like when I watched the trailer, this is how I felt. Yep. When they're like, oh, it's a magic wand. It could do whatever. I was like, uh. yeah, but it's, it's Netflix.
0: <laughs> if you see five stars, oh, I'll give it a watch. And then the next thing you know, you're six deep and you're waiting for the next season. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just,
2: well, this is a movie, not a series. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's a
3: Yeah. Look. Look, maybe I'm just being a bit of a jerk here, and just <laughs> no, you're being realistic. It's realistic, yeah. yeah. Maybe look, I've just been watching too many films grounded in realism. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I have reviewed the because
0: I know that it. I'm going to watch it. I know mm. you're going to watch it. Yeah, I know it. you're probably going to watch, watch it. Yeah, but then you look, you try and think like a, say, a normal person because we are normal people. But <laughs> you look at someone that's not in depth with all these superhero movies and yeah. like, just going down that rabbit hole. We'll see it, but the normal person will be like, oh, ones and. Fairies and yeah, elves. That, that was, yeah, that, that's out. what I mean. exactly. yeah, like that's, got, that's the point. Yeah. You've
2: got the connotation where things like orcs and elves and fairies, they are fantasy and yes. those are for nerds. And my children. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and little kids. Yeah. So, but you know what? I think it, it blends. I think, well, at least the way that I kind of see it, and I think this is, might be the way they're approaching it, is that they're kind of a pitching it as no, no, this is real world. This is action. And it's got these elements in it as in well. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is R rated in America as well. Is Ooh. it really? Yes. Okay. So I did fun, not know fun that.
3: fact, what David Ayer said um, at Comic-Con, violent, yeah. he yep. said, um, with this film, I was allowed to do all the stuff I wanted to. I was allowed to make it R rated. I didn't have to do a stupid studio film that made me have a PG-13 rating. I could do yeah. all the bleep I that I wanted big, to. Uh, middle oh, finger yeah. to Warner oh, Brothers. It was, it was definitely. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of David Ayer. Yeah. That's why that he's not doing the second one. <laughs> yeah. Um. I just look. Good thing David Ayer wasn't involved with the story at all. Max mm. Landis wrote it by himself. He did yeah. Chronicle. He also did American Ultra. Um. Dirk Gently's. Um. Did he do Dirk Gently's? He's the showrunner for that. Yeah.
2: That's that's where I know his name from. Yeah. Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency right. on yeah. Netflix is outstanding, in my opinion. Hmm. It's very quirky. Yeah. But I feel it's it's actually. It's based off the novels that um, uh, Douglas Adams wrote. Yep. He also wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the Netflix series isn't, doesn't follow the story of those novels, but it creates a new story. And I think it captures the voice of um, Douglas Adams and the style of Dirk Gently really well. Really, yeah. really well. I'd highly recommend that series. Nice. It's-
3: All right. Uh, next trailer
2: Thor Ragnarok. Yep. The Thor do it. Ragnarok. <laughs> the 80s masterpiece, it seems like. It's by
3: it Taito
0: Waikiki. Taika, uh, taika
2: Watiti. There you go. Taika Watiti. The, who also um, directed <laughs> um, Where the Wild Things Are. Uh, <laughs> Where the Wild Things
3: Are. Hunt, for the, Hunt for, the for the Wilder People. people. <laughs> what We Do in the Shadows. Um, also <laughs> did some episodes to of Fly of the Concords. He's a New Zealander. Yes, um, he is. He's he a I would recommend that you guys go watch um, the Thor Ragnarok Comic Con panel. It's actually hilarious. They joke around. Yep. The whole yeah, I haven't time. seen
0: it. He said that this movie, Thor Ragnarok, 80% improvised.
3: Good. You
0: know, so <laughs> honestly, there'll be some funny bits in there, I which, think. Is, yeah. which is which I think it's a fresh we'll, take, it will be a fresh take. It, and but, shortest Marvel movie to date, so yeah. like an really? hour 40.
2: Wow, wow,
3: yeah. Um, that will cause some sort of uh, some sort of debacle amongst the fans, I feel like, because I know that, well, people, the fact that it's short or no, sorry, the fact that um, the Tucker, Tikka directing it and he's yeah. obviously most known for his comedy, like you yeah. got, yeah, well, but he's also starring in it as well, he's going to he be,
0: is. um. Who's the rock character? He's a rock. Yeah, who knows? The, no. um, Krog or Krog? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, but he's, he's one going to be one of the characters
3: in the arena. Yeah. He
2: does normally make a cameo in his films, though. Yeah, because
3: so. the majority of his films are all comedies. You've got Eagle yeah. vs. Shark. You've got What We Do in the Shadows. They're all comedies, but obviously Marvel have chosen him for a reason, the well, way you, that he tells the story.
0: You so. needed to do something with Thor because Thor is quite a dry character. Mm. There's not much going on with him. It's, it's quite Shakespearean in a way, the way that he talks.
2: I was actually discussing this um, with my wife the other night. Um, I think that they've changed Thor a lot for this film. Has, have you guys seen, there's a bunch of shorts that they made that I, they're, I think they're based in Australia, where it's like Thor waiting for the Avengers to like call him up and yeah, help him down. Yeah, out. Him,
0: with, him with his housemate. Yeah, yeah with his housemate. <laughs> Daryl. Daryl.
2: Yeah. <laughs> If you haven't seen them, uh, check them out online. They are they're really really good, have really funny. Have and you I seen think... the
0: one where he's got all the toys in front of him? So Captain America, Hawkeye, Spider Man. He comes over and like someone throws him his hammer. He's like, "Oh, what's going on here?" And he's smashing toys away. Well, I don't like him. <laughs> he looks funny. I don't like him. Well, he's new because he's a new friend. He likes spiders and throws them away and stuff wow. like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think they've they've changed Thor's character to be in line with those shorts. And don't get me wrong, I like um, Chris Hemsworth in that kind of. I think he's a good comedy actor. Yeah. yeah I think, it, comedic I think it, timing. Yeah. But I'm wondering if it's going to be too much of a
3: gear shift. That that's what people, that's what the fans are thinking. Um, obviously this is a very much a, a fresh, as Andrew said, a, fr- a fresh take for the Thor series as a whole. Cause you don't want, yep. once you get to um, a three cool or the third in a trilogy, um, you know, it can get quite old, just the setting, the characters. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think it's good. You know, they've um, sh- shaved off his lovely locks. His Taken Needed. away his hammer. So it should be interesting to see what the direction that this film goes. I mean, Asgard apparently is gone, blown up of sorts. Yep. Um, also, Clay- <laughs> Kate Blanchett looks awesome. <sighs> yeah. She looks really good. As, As Hela, the god Kate of death. Blanchett. The goddess of death. She looks like she could give a great performance. I mean, we had Adrian Toomes, Michael Keaton. I thought he was fantastic. Yep. Hopefully they, you know, have like Marvel this tradition. or oh, not tradition. They just... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully they just have better villains.
2: I'm interested to see this film partly because of, I think, and I'm not sure if we've discussed this on here before, but I'm interested in seeing how they tie in um, uh, Teldrassil, the world tree, or maybe I'm mixing that up with a different world tree from another. But anyway, the world tree of Asgard and the galaxy. And I think the 80s theme means they're probably going to pull in the Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're actually, I think this is going to be a good like bridge movie that ties Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy style of the Marvel Universe in with the Thor kind of Asgardian in with Earth and yeah. kind of connect all those dots. Very you similar do, aesthetic.
0: You do know how it connects in the comics though, don't you?
2: Uh, possibly, but refresh our memory anyway. Thanos
0: is in love with... Hela. No, not with Hella, with oh, death. Oh, really? With oh, death. But okay. because they can't do death in the Marvel Universe, yeah. they're obviously going to make Hella the goddess of death. And oh. Maybe that's who Thanos is in love with. That's why he's destroying anything, to get oh. her affection. yeah. But that's right. Yeah. But we'll see what they do. It could be a completely different storyline. He could just mm. be a tyrant, which know, I I wouldn't destroy. be surprised which, that's we won't be, I won't be upset with.
2: I'm actually excited to see the Hulk in more yeah. of a role. Yeah. Well, what because they, they he's said been lacking a bit.
0: They um they interviewed Mark Ruffalo about the Hulk, and it said Hulk's actually been here for two years. Yes, he has, and he hasn't come out of form yes. for two years. That's why he's talking.
3: It's gonna be very interesting. Wow. He's kept Bruce Banner locked yeah, away. it's gonna be and very. He's been Hulk yeah. for two years. That's, interesting. What, that's he hasn't been seen since Age of Ultron, yeah. which released in what 2015? 14? Ooh, Round 15. about there. Uh, that's a lot, with yes. Yeah, that that is a that's a big chunk in the Marvel universe of a character being non-existent. Yeah, and Hulk yep. of all people, one of the main yeah or staples of the Marvel universe. Yeah, should be interesting. Anyway.
0: It was mm. good to see him talk though. He was quite was, funny though. Ooh. Hulk like oh.
2: raging fire. <laughs> yes Thor yeah. like small <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be um. look I'm excited I didn't think Thor 2 was that good no I thought uh, it was a bit it was, oh, it was it was what it was just I like, really thought Loki's storyline was the only good thing that came out of that Yeah, was, just Loki uh, in general is just he's really good yep.
0: Thor 2 was like what Iron Man 3 was it was agreed
3: it was what it was Now what was Iron Man 2 just a shocking film. Uh, so. yeah, I
2: didn't mind Iron Man Two. I thought it was okay. Mind, I actually okay. liked the villain in I Iron Man Two. <laughs> I, I want my bird. I really thought the, the I villain in Iron Man Two played by um uh Is this a bird or, from yeah. Russia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next trailer. What else have we got? um I feel we, you got some goodies for us. Well, um, Pacific Rim: uh, Uprising. Oh yeah. It was only a teaser though. There was only no, a teaser. No That's right. Did have some severe. Uh, chops to GLaDOS as the the voice of the computer. Oh, really? So, GLaDOS, for anyone who doesn't know, is the computer voice, or the computer, the AI, and obviously the voice of, um, in Portal, the Portal games.
0: Well, you've lost me. They're
2: they're cult favorite games. They're very, very funny. Um, But she, someone, one of the producers really liked the games and made her the voice of the computer in Pacific Rim, the first one. And she had a very big, well, not a big role, but a very easy-to-hear role in one of the trailers, and then she got really toned down Hmm. for the actual movie. If you know she's there, you can hear it, um, but it's not as loud and prominent. But this teaser, it's basically just GLaDOS talking the whole time. There you go. What did you guys think of Pacific Rim? I liked the first one. I liked it. I thought it was... was...
0: I I still agree with your argument, call a spade a spade. Yeah. What was the original idea? Where
2: does it come from? I 100% think that it is the live action version of Evangelion. That's it. Evangelion is an anime, a very, very famous anime TV series from the 90s. And the original creator has been remaking the story as movie length features for the past um, uh, 10, 15 years as well. And in uh, Evangelion, basically it's the, uh, I'll shorten it, a catastrophic event wipes out like three quarters of humanity. And the only way to fight these giant, Monsters um, which are angels in Evangelion is to build these giant robots which have more to them than that but anyway and someone gets inserted inside and they have to link their mind with wow. the robot and they fight these angels and Evangelion is- like even the poster was an exact mock-up of one of the opening scenes in Evangelion like it was it was so identical the plot was similar it was it, I'm amazed and obviously, I wasn't the only one. There were, there were forums online where everyone was like, this is just Evangelion. And Guillermo del Toro staunchly said, no, it wasn't. Director but of the film. Yeah, yes, he was the writer and director of the film. But I, yeah. It, look, don't get me wrong. I liked Pacific Rim. I, I liked it great, too. But it was definitely just Evangelion. Instead of action. having
3: one person control the robots, you have two people control You have two the people. Robot. Instead okay. of three
2: quarters of the population being wiped out, two mm. thirds of the population was wiped out.
3: <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not too... Like I saw Pacific Rim, I thought it was okay.
0: But I think yeah, this Pacific Rim, right. it's going to be one person in there.
3: The, uh, the, yes, if you watch you the teaser, right.
0: that's that's the impression I get. It's one mm, person.
3: In yeah. There. I wouldn't, I'd say it's more of like a promo, to be honest, than a teaser. Yeah, yeah very much so. Yeah. yeah it's just basically they, it's like just, a It's listed as video. teaser on IMDB. Yeah. yeah. John Boyega trying to get you. That's right. Finn himself.
2: Look, I thought, um, I thought. Pacific Rim One, it was great. I thought it was very much a cool, dumb movie. Yeah, as in like, yeah, agree. like Who's that actor? Like great action, but there's some scenes that were just a bit know. weird.
0: Whoever he is, mm. in my mind,
3: I see Green Arrow. Yes, I see guy. Oliver Queen. That's Charlie. who I see. Oh, Huttman. He was in the New King Arthur. New my King guy, Arthur,
0: actually. lead for uh, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. He's Green Arrow to me because he has like that goatee in Sons mm. of Anarchy. Yeah, he looks like Oliver Queen. God.
2: All right, next trailer. Good. Um. What else have we got? There was Stranger um, Things. Stranger Things, two. Yeah. Just hype. Oh my man. Oh man. That <laughs> so trailer made me so. Have you guys right. seen Stranger Things season yes. one?
3: Yeah. Of course. Of course. Tyson, dude, man, I I've seen it twice. Jeez.
2: I haven't finished it yet. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is my life all over so. again. Sorry.
3: <laughs> again, it was original. Um. Yeah. Original Re- idea. Yep. R- I really like the way how. The creators, the Duffer Brothers, really Duffer Brothers. That's it. They Duffer filmed Brothers. it and mm.
0: then still put it through a filter, yeah, to make it look like it was from the eighties. Yeah. yeah,
3: all of the references from Stephen King novels mm. um, to eighties um, movies and you stuff know, like that.
0: All those kids, when they were hired, the Ruffer, the Duffer Brothers, Ruff,
3: Duffer Duffer Duff, Duffer Brothers said,
0: "Go and watch this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, because these are the themes of what the series is going to be like."
1: Yeah,
0: and obviously. They're being interviewed at Comic Con about this new series coming out. Everyone's like, "Well, we can't tell you what we had to watch because obviously that'll give away the theme and da da da." But this new kid that's starting on this season got asked, you know, "Did you have to watch anything going into this, like, to get the tone right?" He goes, "Oh yeah, they had me watch The Shining a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anything man. with Jack Nicholson, especially The Shining. Yeah, that's the tone that they said I needed to go with." It's like, mm. oh, it was just a my great goodness.
3: trailer. Goodness. The thriller music, oh, man. good. Mm.
0: That is not Can't cheap. Wait. No, it's not cheap. No. Not cheap I mean, to get that What song. really
3: is there else for us to say, except it looks great.
0: Great original idea.
3: Yep. original S- scary. scary. The first one, I was like, you know, hiding under my blanket, just like, mm. what's going to happen? Yep. <laughs> Interesting as well. They got turned down by, I think, NBC or some big American
2: broadcasting. Wouldn't
3: surprise me. Did they really? Yeah, they pitched it to them. They got, um, they got taken all oh, that. Yeah. So basically, they took it to Netflix now. all that. Here sure. you go. And
2: there you go, Netflix. Here's
3: biggest hits. <laughs> you need money? Take it. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of Netflix, you know that $20 billion in debt? In really? Debt. Yes. Oh. We'll talk about this later. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh,
2: there you go. Sad note. All right. Well, I thought
0: our money paid for oh, that Michael Jackson song. Con- <laughs>
2: continuing on with Netflix, uh, we've got um, The Defenders, which is coming out <laughs> soon. <gasps> <Huh? laughs> looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to um, seeing Daredevil and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. You know that's two, two weeks away. Yeah. Yes. Two well, weeks
0: Luke- yesterday, which we need to...
2: We need to sort right. out a date. We
0: need to plan our... Um, I'm keen to do that Friday night, by the way.
2: Yeah. Good. Lock it in. Lock it in. Zach? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. What do you guys think? Defenders? I'm excited. They mm.
0: Obviously, they showed the first episode at Hall H for everyone that was there. They did, yeah. At and Comic-Con. apparently, you guys want to know how the first two minutes start?
1: Uh, oh. Yep. Go ahead. Yep.
0: Yep. Okay. So, it starts with Jessica Jones and Iron Fist yep. biting their way to save the punisher you've already got me <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> did you really just block your ears
3: <laughs> i don't want it i just want it <laughs> good so, you I see, I like i just took his headphones what, off and blocked his ears yeah. Yeah. what
0: i just told tyson still tells me
3: nothing oh, i just want a yeah. fresh viewing experience yeah um, interested to see the dynamic between all of them I, mm, myself, I just want more Daredevil Daredevil More Daredevil, yeah, more, Daredevil. more Luke Cage Less Iron Fist I gosh.
0: think um, They Throughout, <laughs> throughout the season so Because much. Iron Fist You know Especially in the first He's like I'm the defender of Kung Lung I am the immortal Iron Fist <laughs> Dude, yep. th- Throughout all the defenders He's saying this to all of them And they're like
3: The, care. the,
0: the immortal What? Who gives a crap? Bull crap What are you talking about? <laughs> you know <laughs> So obviously they rip into him a bit For being mm, the yep. uh, Immortal Iron Fist yep. <laughs> I, r-
2: I really hope it's good so I really, I. Like, I really hope that... Because, I mean, we've, we thought that Marvel series could do no wrong and then Iron Fist comes out and... Yeah, but I'm, and, st- look, I'm still, still blaming that okay. Buck
0: fella for that. Hey? I'm still blaming that... Um, is it Josh Buck? Scott, Buck? Scott Buck. I'm still blaming him for that. Can
2: I also... Actually, can I say, I think Iron Fist got quite a bit of unfair hate because of, of lots of people the, yeah. who yeah. don't understand the comics and then were like, why would you cast a white blonde-haired guy to do Kung Fu because that's what he is in the comics.
0: Yeah, that's what he is in the comics. Like, I understand like, there's and, this and need and for yes.
2: diversity and we need to well, start- not, not even that. Like, I get that, okay, yes, you could have recast him. Like, they do that all the time. We're but- now making this person, you know, a different race or a different, mm. um, you know, whatever, different gender, anything like that. But I don't think you can complain. Like, if it was, if Iron Fist was originally an um, Asian character mm. from, you know, Japan or China or Korea yeah. or any, anywhere kind of thing- And they recast him as a white guy with blonde hair. Okay, yes. Fair enough. Open up the hate channels. But when he was was. always, originally, since his creation, a white guy with blonde hair. A privileged
0: white fella. Then,
2: I'm sorry, but you don't get to complain about that in the series. Now, you do get to complain about the people who originally made him that way. Yeah. Fair enough. Go ahead. But if you are just, like, drawing from your source material, well, okay, yeah, it could have been recast, but- they were sticking to the source material. Because that's the big so... complaint
0: that they always have when they do do a different casting. It's like, but that's not how he is in the comic books. Like, well, you can't have, you know, your cake and eat it,
2: you know? Look, I, look, I, think, I think casting was not the biggest issue no. in that No, no the but biggest yeah. issue was no
0: lack of timing and care for the character.
2: And fight choreography.
0: Yeah, um, but that that's obviously comes into the fact of care for the character. He is yeah. the Kung Fu master,
2: man. You know, yep.
0: make him do more training than a month's worth, mm. three months worth.
2: Yep. Well, um, Justice League. Justice League. Yes. So that was the that was the big one, or at least it was the big one for me. Mm, um, for me as well. Very quickly, though, I want to I want to show you guys this picture. This was the poster that. Um, yes. That was released. Mm-hmm. Very icon, uh, You can find it online. Mm-hmm. Yep, you can. It's for anyone who's looking at it. It's basically got all five characters, basically. Sorry, sans Superman. So, top Um,
0: top left is Cyborg. Yep. Top right is Aquaman. Yep. Dead center, you got Batman. Yep. Bottom left, the Flash. Yep. Bottom right is Wonder Woman. That's right. And it says with the title, you can't save the world alone. And it's got
2: all their respective icons in there as well. Yep. Now, this poster got me really excited because- Because Have a look at this.
0: The comic book cover.
2: These are the covers for Kingdom Come, which is a DC um, comic uh, graphic novel. And Justice, which was also- Now, does that not mm-hmm. look exactly the same? So, for anyone who hasn't seen it, have a look on these online. Kingdom Come and Justice. The, um, the artist for those covers, Alex Ross, I believe, um, they're these iconic covers. And you can tell that this new poster is directly referencing them. Mm. Yeah. 100%.
0: But Do you think it will be referencing- the story?
2: I don't think so. I no. think they're basically going. Think I it's think a it's good a nod, nod to the yeah, people okay. who know the comics and go, That's "Hey, what I thought as well. we are actually like we're not just making this up. We care about these characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. when we're, we're taking you know the actual history and lore and everything of these characters from the DC Comics mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think it's just a nod. But when I saw the poster, I was like, "Ooh." Oh, this makes me a bit more excited.
3: Yeah. I mean, the whole trailer just got me really excited for the film because obviously after Batman v Superman, some sort of trust got diminished in Zack well, Snyder.
0: Left a bad taste in Z-Mouth.
3: It did. Um, yeah. And of course, you know, Josh Whedon has taken over the film now since Zack yeah. Snyder left. He's not even really taken over. Well, he's he's, he's yeah, just he's yeah, overseeing the resources. I'd say he's taken over, to be honest.
0: But think- even he said out oh. loud, like, I'm not going to change anything i'm not going to change well, the tone his... and the aesthetics yeah, yeah of course yeah. i'm not going to change his vision for this movie i'm literally here just to oversee the reshoots. yeah and you he's know?
3: writing them as well yeah so i think it's going to be interesting to um see the final product of the film and how much you think Zack snyder has done and how much yep. of the film josh whedon has yeah. done mm-hmm. because obviously two very different tones mm-hmm. for films i mean yep. Zack snyder um Still, like I say, yeah, visual director, visually very good, oh. stunning storyteller. Story. He lacks it. Is a bit. there is always some sort of plot holes in his film, yeah. But Joss Whedon, I feel like, is a very accomplished writer, is very, yeah. yes, 100%. Yes. So, I, I just think it's really gonna be interesting to see the final product of the film. Yeah. Mm.
0: Do you still love the line from the trailer saying, No
3: lanterns here, and then, no, you're no. all <laughs> okay? So, yeah, <laughs> go, um, Zach. Um, very, yes, this whole, as I said, the whole trailer just got me really hyped. Um, I'm really liking all of the actors and their portrayals. Yep. Um, Jason Momoa just looks awesome as Aquaman. Yeah. Ezra Miller looks really, yeah. really cool. <laughs> What's as his I line
0: much. in the movie? Um, I'm gr- it's happy that you guys are willing to go to war, but all I really do is run and push people and yeah. then run yeah. away.
3: I just <laughs> push some people and
2: then run away. <laughs> Which,
3: I just, I'm going to like his take on that. Um, yeah. Ray, oh, sorry, what is his name? He plays Cyborg. <sighs> You don't know. Ray Fisher, I think that's his name. Ray Fisher, he's a, th- he's a Broadway actor. Mm. Um, Is he really? Th- he, well, he, he's a Broadway actor, yes.
2: Wow, did not know that. Um, Carry like, on.
3: Very in- um, it's going to be very inter- interesting to see how he portrays Cyborg in the film. And- because see, like, because oh,
0: Cyborg he- wasn't originally part of the Justice he League. He wasn't, He no. was uh, no. Teen
3: Titans, wasn't he? He was, and it'll be interesting to see, because um, he's the one I feel like could be a bit iffy. He hasn't really done any major films to date.
0: One of the podcasts I was listening to, he had an issue with Cyborg. He was like, they've just done the generic okay, you're an African American, mm-hmm. play it down. Okay. Don't worry, Alfred. Play I've it got Cyborg it from here. very like. You know, like um, really toned here. down, just yeah. relaxed, not crazy out there.
3: Oh, okay. It's like, give him a little yeah. bit more mm. spark. Mm. And of know? course, that line, no lanterns here, yep. the oh. rumor could Green Lantern just pop up in the film? Oh, man, well, if, it, I, if it does.
2: The, like, hey, look, actually, I didn't even consider that. Now you've said that, I'm really excited. But the takeaway I took from, like, you know, no lanterns here and, you know, uh, when he talks about, like, wind up exploding penguins, yeah. I think what they're, again, and then with this poster, I think they are, they're telling people, hey, we know the comics, where like, this is- There is this not universe trying, that Exactly, you know, yeah. we're not trying to make, you know, uh, a- new idea no that's like we're not trying to make some grandiose movie that will make money and but obviously it will but they are going hey we actually care well to me at least it seems like they they're saying we care about this yeah okay yeah, I, yeah. I would agree
0: yep i just hope they're not caring in the point where it's like just throw that in for the nerds they'll love
3: that little line mm. which know? i think zach Snyder does quite a bit as well yeah. he's got a kind thing but um oh. But yep. they are
0: making the Green Lantern core movie and stuff like that. So I think there'll be three Lanterns in that movie. Yes. Okay. Like I think it'll be Hal Jordan. John Stewart. John Stewart, maybe. Yeah, those three will be in it.
2: I'm actually really excited to see um, the flash in this mm. Justice League movie. Oh, did yeah. You, did I tell I think you he what... looks I think he will steal the show personally? Yeah, I, think I think he, think he, he looks will, yeah. really, Did I tell you really, what good. the
0: title was for the movie that they dropped at Comic Con? Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Yeah. So that means oh. Thomas
2: Wayne okay, can I give my theory about this? I've told you, this, told you about this, Andrew. Yep. I haven't told you, Zach. Yep. I think that what they've done is what DC have done. They're going, we need to play catch up. Mm-hmm. We need to get everyone on board. Yes. Big Justice League movie. Of course they have. Everything. Yeah. But I think attitude. what they want to do is because really this is all set after like, you know, the Age of Heroes would never come again. And mm-hmm. they're, they're talking about everything, you know, post yeah. some, their some kind of Their history. Yeah. yeah. Now I think, and this is my theory, I think they've announced Flashpoint as a way to once everyone's on board with Justice League and gone, this is great, to then reset the universe. Okay. Use Flashpoint as a way to bring everything back to the start so that you don't have to get everyone on board for a Cyborg movie or an Aquaman movie. You can Mm. basically reset it. Everyone's already on board from Justice League, but going, cool, what's changed now or what's different? Yeah. Now, I might be wrong with that, but I think think that's what they might be doing.
3: No, I agree with you. So the story- the story for Flashpoint, which is a famous comic for people who don't know, it's basically where the Flash um, goes back in time to save his mother from being murdered. And this creates an alternate timeline where mm. Thomas Wayne is Batman, Martha Wayne's the Joker, um, Bruce Wayne's dead, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are at war with each other. Yep. Yep. Um, And basically what the Flash does is um he actually resets this whole universe um, to like a brand new universe that hasn't been created before. Yeah. Yep. So when it was announced that Flashpoint was the Flash movie, and it's being slated for release in 2020, which is very soon. I'm thinking that's... Well, that's not that soon. All in, this, in the realm of movies, like DC yeah. Universe is coming out, and the yeah. time for them to set up this universe, I feel like it's very soon for them to be hitting a reset button.
2: Yes. And that was well, I think they need
0: to, because they, my personal opinion, they set this universe off wrong. They started it with Superman.
2: Okay, go on, yeah. Good. They
0: started with Superman. Great. Mm. Great way to start. If it was me, I would have done Superman, done a Batman movie on its own, then mm. done Batman versus Superman, then yeah. introduce one or two characters in there,
3: yeah.
2: then
0: mm. take it from there. I feel like they're just
2: well, that's a, a the movie exact-
0: behind from making it a good story.
2: Yeah, that's exactly why I think they're yeah, going to do the, this with Flashpoint, because they yeah, flash rushed yeah. into the whole thing exactly. in order to get yeah. everyone on board for Justice League. Because yeah.
3: they didn't start in 2008 like Marvel. They yeah. started in yeah. 2013. And yeah, really,
2: but, like we're going to go into yeah. Justice League with... Superman having a movie and Wonder Woman mm-hmm. having a movie, and that's it, and that's it. I mean, yeah. Batman, Batman hasn't know. had a movie no. by himself. Yeah. He was yeah. in Solo BBS, obviously. Yeah, um, and Flash and um, Cyborg haven't yeah. had movies. Aquaman, and oh uh, yeah, and Aquaman, Aquaman hasn't had a movie either. No, so, so but
0: like, there's still the speculation on if Ben Affleck's going to continue to be Batman. I mean, apparently not. But see, well, but, then I, yeah, not, but then there's apparently not. But then there's reviews about like he's already signed on for the next three films exactly
3: yeah. so i'm, and I'm then there's gonna contradictory be contradictory stuff and there's yeah. going to be a
0: batman beyond film as well
3: well yeah apparently um I mean, i'll talk to you guys about that after but apparently that was fake news it was posted by some uh, why people, people. Uh, have to go
0: and break my heart or well, apparently
3: it was posted by some south african um news site it wasn't me yeah. <laughs> and apparently the guy who wrote the article his name was edward enigma the red so i don't know
0: oh, <sighs> i will find him
3: gosh yeah, but super right. pumped. I hope Green Lantern pumps it, uh, ends up at the third act. That'd be sweet. Mm, that would be, be a cool. great end credit. Like he, he's yep. been, or just even he pops up for the third act because Green Lantern was one of the original members of the Justice League. He was.
2: That's right. Yes, he was. Yes. Well, other things that got revealed at Comic-Con that we didn't get to touch on. Um, there's obviously stuff on Black Panther um
0: we can come back next week and yeah there was there was
2: death note which is current which is a uh yeah that um, looks death interesting anime that's yeah quite because that's a live action doing, Netflix as well yep, oh Netflix wait no series. I did see that and I yeah. think yep.
0: it got pretty bad like just for the trailer oh, people weren't there's there's enough the of a fans. following that that
2: could probably keep going anyway yeah um Punisher <gasps> there was a new x-men based series called the gifted yeah the gift apparently it looks good yeah um, and there was Star Trek Discovery as well, the new yeah. Star Trek series.
0: And then there was also Inhumans, but we won't touch on that
2: because no.
0: it looks awful.
2: Um, mm. There was
3: also Kingsman on um, the Golden Circle, oh, right. yep. which I cannot I'm wait. pumped for because Kingsman's Secret wait. Service was awesome. And mm.
0: Spawn movie came out. Really? Not, not movie, um, news came out. The, wow. the yeah, creator nice. of Spawn, he said, uh, I'm going to do my own Spawn movie. But he says he's going to take it right back to the basis of it being a horror movie. Yep. It's going to be a low-budget movie he's as
3: well. He's mm. written the script already, apparently. Yeah, because he he's said, who better it,
0: yeah. to make a Spawn movie than the person who created Spawn?
3: Yeah. So it's he's a, also directing it.
0: Yeah, he's also directing it. That's why he wants it to be low-budget. Oh,
3: what else was there? I'm just trying to think, 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 think,
0: think. I, think
3: I can't think of it. anything else. No. no. Um, I mean, Just West... a lot of Infinity War stuff, which yeah. we probably yep. won't see for a while. No. Westworld season two trailer got dropped. If yep. you're a fan of that show, that, that, that show is
2: amazing. Game of Thrones recommend. had a few... Announcements as well, I think that is true, but yep, I don't hour. actually watch it so
1: <laughs>
0: a lot to do. We recommend going and watching the uh, trailers. We really do. Indeed, yep. Go on IMDb, you can find them, go online, YouTube it. Just yep. a
3: nice hour or two just watching yes. trailers and getting excited. Getting excited
0: future. and do what you're meant to do go to the comic book store and read these stories for real. That's where it all started.
3: Mm,
2: Make I your agree. way there 100%. All right, well that's uh all we've got time for obviously this is a bit longer than usual because we've been covering a lot with comic-con um but uh yeah we hope you join us again next week if you want to get in touch with us you can find us on twitter at srtw podcast and uh yeah leave us a rating and review and we will speak to you next week yeah all right i'm tyson and i'm andrew i'm zach and we'll see you next time on screen review time warp